Welcome to episode 97 of The Locker Room. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by Jake Asman, Cappy, and Brett, uh, Miss and Maxie and Al tonight. Um, we got a great episode for you guys today with Kim Merstein and Grandma Gale, the hosts of the Excuse My Grandma podcast. Had a lot of fun with them. We were on their show a couple weeks ago, so had them on here. A lot of fun talking about dating and, and generational differences and stuff like that. So hope you guys will enjoy that one. But um, I'm going to send it over to... The fellas, anyone want to start off tonight? Who's got some here off the bat? Cappy, what do you got? What's up, Johnny? What's up, boys? Um, yeah, I'm um, very excited for this interview for you guys to hear. Did you, Johnny? Do you think you have a different perspective on like grandmas and the whole general, general like generation thing now, or what? My grandma, I can't really have the conversations with that Kim has with her grandma. Like, I've actually played a clip in the interview from my family, like Zoom Passover from like over a year ago of my grandma talking about sex. And they, you know, they enjoyed that a little bit talking about that. But um, yeah, I don't know, like, like Gail is just very with it, like very into the young stuff and, and our generation. And it's really cool to kind of hear her perspective on like everything that we're doing at, you know, 25 to 30 years old. Do you guys think you guys are going to be cool parents when you guys have kids? Well, I don't know if all of you guys want to have kids. I hope you guys do. But do you guys think you guys are going to be like the parents that are going to talk to your kids about that shit at like a young age? Or you guys think it's going to be like, I know Johnny, like all yeah. of that, obviously, you're with your parents and you're up, obviously. Like when my eventual kid says the word fuck for the first time, that's going to be one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it will be. Like, I don't get how parents can, like, take their kids seriously when I see so many TikToks, Brett, I know you're huge on TikTok now, um, but I see so many TikToks of, like, kids cursing and, and parents like, what? Like, and, and the kid's like, shut up, bitch. And it's, I think it's so fun. I mean, obviously, you yeah. can't teach them to say that in public, but, like, in your own home, I think it's, it's really funny. <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to be, the I think, a cool parent, like, you say, a cool <laughs> dad, but I don't know about the cursing. Like, I feel like my parents like didn't want me to curse when I was younger. And like, mm. now I have a good balance of like a curse when I need to, but I'm not like dropping F bomb every second. Yeah. Um, like I think with like partying, I'm going to be on the lenient side as my parents were when I was in high school but at the same time. Like I know when I'm actually a parent, I think I'm going to be like worried shitless at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think the podcast has low key helped my F bomb count drop tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also I think that like not not that I'll be like a cool dad, but I feel like when it comes to like other kids, like I feel like like do whatever the fuck you want, I don't care. But then like, like my kid, I feel like I'm gonna be like more, you know, I don't know, more not not protective, but more like teach. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, don't I'd know. hope you'd be more protective over your own kid than other kids. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm protective. I mean, like, yeah. My mom last night, I was going to bring this up later on, but my mom last night was freaking out because I went to Brooklyn for a show and then I'm not a subway person. Like I refuse to take the subway when I'm in New York. I like, I'll like walk everywhere or just try to find a yellow cab. But I was in Brooklyn, so I had to subway back to try to go to Penn Station then take the train back to Long Island. And I had to transfer subways and I just, it was like 1130 at night and I must have just like not been paying attention. I got on the subway on the wrong side and I went from Brooklyn to New York City to then Coney Island. And then oh I, I don't gosh. like, yeah, I was, dude, it was a fucking nightmare. A nightmare. So I called my mom and I was like, I'm, I'm going to miss this like midnight train. Like I, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to Uber. And she was like, <laughs> just get home safe. Like I'll even pay for it. I don't care if it's a thousand dollars. I'll pay for the Uber. Just get home safe. And she was like, like my mom's friend, Cindy was over and they're both like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm literally standing alone in Coney Island. I'm fine. I just like, don't know how the fuck I'm going to get home. Like I'm exhausted. It's 1145. How much was the Uber home? $113. Oh my God. <laughs> Paid for by mommy. So thank you, mom, for that. 
because I, I, I would have just taken the subway back and I, because I would rather pay $12 to get home than 113 So it's like uh, an early Hanukkah present there. Yeah, seriously. I think you got to figure out the subway. Like different yeah. borough subways is tough, but like in Manhattan, you got to use it. Like, first of all, one of the big things that most people don't know is there's an app that tells you exactly when the trains are coming. So you mm. time it. Like it does suck to stand in a subway station for like 10, 12 minutes. But if, if you sort of are timing them, it, it's money. Well, no, I timed it. I just use, I use Google Maps. Google Maps said, take the L and then transfer to the Q. So I transferred to the Q, but the Q, I guess I got on it going the wrong direction. So it went down That's... to Coney Island, but then it was eventually going to come back up to like all the way up to 57. But I just got on going the wrong way and I, I wasn't going to wait an hour on the fucking subway. So speaking of wrong way, it was my first internship ever that I had. I guess it was in high school. I was working mm-hmm. for my ex-girlfriend's parents, just okay. doing like <laughs> doing like bullshit. Like I was uh-huh. honestly like moving folders around. The very first day of the internship, I took the, the train downtown instead of uptown. Mm-hmm. I was like 30 minutes late on my very first day. Yep. I, I don't think I've made the downtown uptown mistake again. It's the biggest rookie uh, mistake you can make, but it's brutal when you do. Well, I, I literally have probably taken the subway under 30 times in my life. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like that. Little. Wow. Yeah. I took I mean, it a lot for my internship in uh, summer 2015, but it was easy. Like I got trained very early. It was like just a one train and you take the one train downtown mm-hmm. and get off at uh, Lincoln Square and you're good. Like I just like like I, I have very basic knowledge of the subway system just because I'm from New York, but I never yeah. actually lived in the city, as you know, so. You know, it's it's not hard though once you use the apps and you figure it out. Well, I feel like interning is a huge thing. Like I never interned in New York City, so I never like had someone to kind of like show me the ropes. I feel like you know, like there was. I'll no show one. you the ropes. Yeah, I need someone to like show because <laughs> I'm gonna fuck it up hands. again. I know I'm gonna fuck <laughs> it up again at some point. I actually I was saying to my friend Holden, I think we were talking about because he's the one who lives in Brooklyn, and I was like, dude, if I was blackout drunk and I had to get from New York City to Brooklyn, I don't know where I'd end up. Well, taking subway at night when you're out is a thing that I don't really do. Like yeah, once there's I'm no like way. out and about, like I'm not really taking it. But during I'm, the day, e- easy money. Yeah, that's fair. I, I guess we should move on from uh from subway. Yeah, you knew you like you knew you like Cap can't relate here. Yeah, Cap can't relate to the subway thing here. Though you know what I took from that, I took uh, Jake's subtle pun that he dropped there. He trained what? for tra- he trained the trains. I don't know if you guys picked that up. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch no, that. Didn't? Okay. that. That's what I picked up from that conversation, though. You, New York is over here with the subway and all this bullshit. No, yeah, that was uh, that was a nightmare. But I think we should talk about the opposite of nightmares. Cap, our boy. We forgot to mention it last week. Chase Prisky playing his first NHL game for the Florida Panthers. That was really cool. Definitely cool for you, Cap, growing up with him and and being a Florida Panther fan yourself. No, unbelievable. I mean, we've talked about it before. Um, Court was able to go to the game with uh, his girlfriend, Sid, and her, his mom and a big suite and everything. I watched the warm-ups. Man, such a cool, cool thing. I, I think I, I don't know if I've said it before on the podcast, but his dad used to work at the rink at the Panthers mm-hmm. facility growing up who passed away when Chase was in his teens. And um, and just, just crazy. Like, so like every you know interview Chase had, he was just thinking about his dad and stuff like that. So, so cool. Um, we're so happy for him. He's currently back with the Charlotte Checkers, but I'm sure our boy will be back up with the Panthers ASAP. Um, another shout out we got to give is to our boy, Natan Levy, who's got his second UFC fight coming up this Saturday. Going to be throwing big money on him. I talked to Laz and Max earlier. Hopefully they'll be getting back on their betting, you know, their betting ways, maybe Retirement. just for Natan. Just for Natan. I'll be rooting for him. I won't no. be putting money on him. I'm retired. All right. Well, I'll be putting money on him. And if anybody else wants to put money on him, you know where to go. And that is underdog fantasy. And let's talk about that for a second. 
Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy for big cash prizes. On Underdog Fantasy, you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up, so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use our code LOCKUP when you make your first deposit. I personally love Underdog because it's easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website's user-friendly. Do what I've been doing and go to underdogfantasy.com. Remember, that's underdogfantasy.com, the App Store or Google Play Store, and use our code LOCKUP and get free $25 in bonus cash. Just to transition away from uh, from sports and everything, I feel like we got to you know hold people accountable on this podcast. So I did see an interesting Instagram post from Brett this past weekend, Apple picking with the girlfriend and stuff. And, hey, I'm, I'm all for the girlfriend posts, but – Man, I don't know. That kind of looked like right out of Bo Burnham's. Uh, what was his comedy special on Netflix? The White, White Woman's Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> funny. That like would have been in Bo Burnham's thing. First, let's hand out white claws with his girlfriend to people. Now he's handing out apples. <laughs> Listen, I kind of like doing basic things these days. You do like? Yeah, I, I do. Like uh-huh. five years ago, three years ago, I didn't like any of this stuff. Okay, I went apple picking. Two of my best friends, Jason Bergman and Max Shapiro from college, their girlfriends, their wives. We went apple picking and we went to a vineyard. We had wine. We went to a brewery, brewery, we had beer. That crazy storm came in. We were locked down. It's just like, I don't locked know. I'm in the, <laughs> do, were, were you around for that storm Saturday? That like tornado storm? No. I heard about it. Okay. Saturday yeah. I went out. I was, I didn't, what do you, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Laz was blackout. Yeah, I didn't blackout. Wait, there's an insane storm that swept through. Like, really? Getting blown up. Anyway. hit Coney Island. That was the difference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I do like, I like drink in the city so much and like go to bars and do the same shit to get out with like East. trees and fo- foliage um, to pick some damn apples. It's a nice yeah. day. I like it. I enjoyed it. Fucking I took it. Post on Instagram. It looked nice. I got some likes. It was a good day. Yeah. Good rebuttal. Thank you. <laughs> it's big for the Instagram. I will say that. The Instagram posts are definitely phenomenal for that, I will say. A little too Adam and Eve for me, but, you know, did you get to eat the apples after you picked them? So we kind of, I don't think you're supposed to, but we kind of ate the apples right off the tree, uh, which you're definitely not supposed to because there's big signs that say you'll be prosecuted. But that's the most <laughs> fun part about it, just picking an apple and eating it right away. Um, and then, yeah, the girlfriend made an apple cake, not an apple pie, but an mm. apple cake. And, mm. um, it's pretty good. You know, it's a fun, I, th- I don't know if I've talked about this on here before, but I feel like it's appropriate for our guests today with, uh, you know, Kim and Gail, cause we kind of talked about like Instagram and how it like revolves around dating and, and all that stuff. But I think, I don't know, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was talking to this kid, I'm not going to name names, but I was saying to him how, you know, before I met him, I, th- I kind of just thought he was a pussy cause I've only seen him like from his girlfriend's posts of them together. And I was like, I wonder if people like don't know who I am, but only see me through what Ellie posts on Instagram. Like, like I, I feel like it's impossible to look cool in posts with your significant other. Is that fair? Well, if you're going apple picking, it's, it's, tough, <laughs> it, it's, it's tough to come back from that. Right. I mean, yeah. there's certain things you do where you automatically get the, Oh, that guy's so whipped label. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not so true. Whipped, yeah. But the apple picking post. <laughs> Like someone's gonna be like, oh man, this guy on a Saturday yeah. where there's college football on, he's getting these dudes, he's doing apple picking. Like you're gonna get <laughs> I hear you, I see you, and I have no more rebuttal. <laughs> but it scores points. It scores points. That's for sure. 
It was but, fun. We picked apples. We ate apples. We drank wine. It was good. But do you agree though? Like when you don't like if you don't know somebody, but you only like like you know. I, damn, I don't want to throw cap under the bus, but I feel like court court drops a lot of love views on the post and stuff. So if I only like if I didn't know you and I just only saw you through court's post, I'd be like, damn, this guy's soft. <laughs> Why would I be soft though when I'm not the one saying I love you? I don't know. It's just a lot of love you. Like Ellie, I don't think Ellie's ever told me she loves me in front of anybody. Does Ellie force <laughs> you to post things? For I her? think. Wait, 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 Jake. I think this, is more, this, is, this is more of a personal thing. Yeah, here. I'm just, I'm just venting. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie doesn't post you doing like cool shit ever. Like, like yeah, she catches me. Like she catches me like <laughs> riding waves and shit. No, yeah, so, oh. this is their relationship is like L is like Ellie Post and Laz like on the shitter like oh my god my boyfriend took the nicest dump this morning. No, I'd actually prefer that. That'd be pretty cool. I People would think I'm the man. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was a funny topic, but I gotta follow her for research purposes. Yeah, do it. Next dude. on Laz's therapy session, get your ammo. I think we should talk about this tweet yesterday that we all uh, we all saw about like birthday parties. So I'll I'll read it. It's from Mitchie Mitchie Bag Twenty Two. She tweeted, don't invite me in all caps. Don't invite me out for your birthday. If I have to pay for my own food, if you want me there to celebrate your birthday, then you can pay the whole tab. If you don't want to pay for 20 people's dinners, don't invite 20 people out for your birthday. Don't at me. I will die on this hill. Arguably one of the most ridiculous tweets we've probably seen lately. I, th I think it's like part of me was like, all right, this girl's just like asking for attention, whatever. But I saw it like 10 minutes after she tweeted it and it had like one retweet, 370 quote tweets and like maybe 10 likes. So it was like everyone like shitting on this girl. I kind of felt bad, but just a horrible take, you know, like, yeah, horrible take. I mean, let me, okay. let me go. Let me, let me, let me start. Cause yeah. I, I, I kind of have mixed feelings on this. I think it could go both ways. I think the girl took it a little too far on her tweet. I think maybe she was dealing with some stuff that Johnny's been dealing with maybe on a personal level and had it happen to her or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no, no, but seriously, like she sounded pretty angry. Um, from my perspective, I mean, like, let me give you an example. Um, court's birthday that just happened. We had like a nice birthday brunch that I set up with like 10 people that I paid for because I wanted to. Now, mm. I think that's different because I set it up as her birthday brunch. I was planning on paying for everybody. Now, I've been to multiple brunches that my people set up that it's like, hey, it's my buddy's birthday brunch in the morning. Like, you guys can come. And I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like with specific friend groups, it's kind of a, like you kind of know if you're going to pay or not, if that makes sense. Um, I, I feel like going into specific dinner. So I could see both sides of it. Um, but at the same time, like if you, if there's any doubt in your mind going into a dinner that like, oh, if I have to pay for this, I'm going to be so pissed. Like then, then don't fucking go. Yeah. Like, like, like you're going to the, the thing to have a good time and it's enjoy like the, the person you're celebrating your friend. Like if, at the end of the day, if you got to pay, you got to fucking pay. If, if not, it's just an, a bonus. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, I think the thing with this is it depends on your age. Like obviously if you're like a kid, like the birthday party is paid for by the, the kid's parents and everyone there you know, goes for free. Like that's, yeah, we're talking about adults here. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Or at least I am. I yeah. am. I... No, I agree. I, I'm just like that. I'm just trying to like cover like that aspect of it. And I guess like, if you're with a, you know, someone that's like really rich and you just kind of know they're going to pay for everyone. Cause that's what they do. That'd be different. But like any birthday dinner that I've ever been to in my life, it's you go in with the understanding that you're there to celebrate someone's birthday, but everyone's paying their own way. Like to expect like someone to pay for 15 to 20 people that all get together, you know, for a dinner, the, the birthday is why you're there, right? It's what got everyone together, but the experience is the dinner and everyone's paying their own way. Like this is not a wedding, like a wedding you expect to show up and you're going to the wedding and someone's paying for your plate. Like you got invited to the wedding. Like that's how that works. Like, the birthday dinner where 10 friends get together 
and they sing happy birthday at the end of the night for their buddy. Like that's a lot different than what we're talking about here. So this, this girl is, is nuts for thinking that if you get invited to a birthday dinner, you go in every time expecting to not pay. There's just no way under all circumstances that every birthday dinner you go to that you're never going to pay. Like I think the vast majority of people listening right now have been to plenty of birthday dinners where they know going in. Yeah. I'm going to pay for what I'm, what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. That's just how it goes. What age do you think it starts at? Like, cause I feel like 18 to 20, like you still, you know, you're not really making your own money. And co- I mean, some people are, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going for a birthday dinner and I was like 18 years old. I don't even know if I paid. I really don't know. It's probably college. It starts. When, you like, think like um, 21 to like, you know, yeah, it I depends. Mean, even uh, in high school, though, I remember like if we did someone's birthday or whatever, like everyone would pay, you know, if we went to get like, you know, sushi or sake bombs, like maybe you all chip in for the birthday person to not pay. Like I remember exactly. that being a thing. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. That's happened on multiple occasions where I've been to places. And it's like, hey, boy, like we got like we're taking care of our boy or we're taking our, the girls are like, oh, we got Britney's, you know, dinner tonight. You know, like, <laughs> well, that's that's going the other way, though. That's going even like all the way past that. Yeah, you're paying now for the birthday person. Yeah, which I, I think yeah. happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's the complete opposite of what this girl is saying in her tweet. 100%, yeah. It is so nice, though, when you do go to those nice birthday parties and it is paid for already. That's like a nice, you know, nice. <laughs> yeah, can, you, can you have us, Johnny? These, dude, birthday? These, these birthday dinners <laughs> in New York City, man, they add up. Like three weeks ago, I had a birthday dinner on Friday and Saturday. I, I did not want to look at my bank account that weekend. I was sad. The new yeah, thing, by the way... Is not even like so you got the birthdays, you got like weddings, but now like with everyone getting engaged, now the new thing is like you gotta have this crazy like engagement party. So that's another thing that you show up at and you probably don't have to pay for anything for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say scary is the word, but it, it is kind of interesting, like just how you know, friends sort of do different things, the friends that can afford more things and the friends that can afford less things. It, it just sucks sometimes how like things get separated because of, you know, what you can and cannot spend. You know, it's just like a harsh reality in life, I feel like. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You say, you know, you wake up, you wake up one day, and you realize, oh fuck, that money's coming out of my bank account. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> harsh, harsh, harsh reality. I wanted to bring up the uh, ten minute all too well Taylor Swift song. I don't know if you guys, you guys didn't watch it. I've watched it like seven times. I mean, I listened multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder for me to watch things. I think I watched it the first five minutes of it. I, I guess I didn't catch the ending. <laughs> well, that's... I'd be happy to take Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal's side on this. I'm with him all the way. Are you? I can't. I am 100%. You literally can't. You'll I'll get die canceled. on the hill. Just like... You'll, uh, you'll get canceled on the hill. I'm, I'm ready. Bring it on. I kind of disagree with you, though. It's 10 years ago. She's got to get over it. Yeah. Well, she wrote know. this song 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah but uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's moved on. He's been in Spider-Man. He was in Why do you call him Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. <laughs> What's his name? Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. 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 All right, Gyllenhaal. I'm, I'm with that guy. I support him. The silent T. Give him, give him a break, guys. The yeah. silent T. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the video was amazing. You guys should definitely watch it. The song is a banger, and the video is great. I agree. The song's a banger. Yeah. Anything, I, anything new with uh, Chipotle? No, I actually, I heard they stopped the brisket, but that's not true because I had definitely not true. Yeah, yeah. they're starting to stop it though. I was they are. by uh, my guy in the location <laughs> I was at tonight, like, and I'm like, "What do you mean you guys are stopping it?" He's like, "He's like, we're not continuing it for that much longer. I don't have the specifics on when it's stopping." I go, "Why? People seem to like it. Like, just keep it full time." He's like, "He's like, those decisions are are made well, uh, you know, well above me." I go, "Well, you know what? 
I'm going to have to get to the <laughs> very top of the Chipotle enterprise here and have a word with somebody. Supply chain? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, apparently it was like a limited uh, special. Like, I don't know. But like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I guess they did like a test run for it. But if it does really well, and I think most people seem to like it, why wouldn't you keep it around full time? Yeah, I heard they're 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 they're, they're testing the new uh, gefilte fish at Chipotle. <laughs> Gefil- Just in time for Hanukkah. <laughs> hey, let, let me give you some advice. Just throw out supply chain here and there when you're talking about things not working towards the end of the year, and yeah. and, and you'll sound very good. No, I was I'm impressed, Brett. Like I had no idea what you were saying, but you sounded like you knew what you were talking about. Right. So I'm definitely going to steal that supply chain. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know about the supply chain hiccup in California? No. Like like the port in California, which does like 40% of our imports, is just absolutely locked up and like oh really? Like products and 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 like see uh holiday presents are to be way backed up. I did not know that. Oh, Santa's busy. I was gonna have my dad on to talk about uh his weekend in Vegas this weekend because I know we had talked about it last week and I thought it'd be kind of funny to have you know, like, excuse my father, like with excuse my grandma, kind of like a funny moment. Um, but he's passed out of sleep right now because he got back from Vegas today. And I thought it'd be funny just to hear like a perspective of a 57 year old man going to Vegas with his buddies for the weekend. He, uh, you know, he went to the Vegas Golden Knights game on Saturday and the Raiders Chiefs game Sunday. And he actually fell asleep for the entire second quarter. Of the- I was surprised he like wasn't on Barstool or something. I don't know how like no one took a video of him, but he was literally passed out in his chair, like in the second quarter of the Chiefs. Raiders game. I thought that was really funny, but um, he kind of does not want to come on here and talk about it. So that's the recap. That's the recap. Um, you know, if you guys He's have any questions for him, yeah, you can hit him up. I don't know what else to say you about go positive it. Positive or minus in the casino? He uh, hit the Vegas Golden Knights. He actually sports bet, I think. And I told him to take the Titans minus three, which looked great till like the last minute. And they uh, they won by two. So he lost and he was pissed at me. I'm going to have to text your dad. He's a smart man because he knows what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. He didn't come in on the locker room to talk about shit. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. But, uh, you know, I think that kind of wraps it up. I feel like for us, you guys want to send it over to Kim and Gail. Sounds good. Let's do it. Yes, sir. These two have changed the game of dating podcasts. I went on their show a couple weeks ago, and I had so much fun, so we obviously had to have them on our show. They host a podcast called Excuse My Grandma, where they discuss the generational differences in dating, sex, and relationships. It's an honor honor to have them both here. Welcome to the show, Kim Merstein and Grandma Gail. I'm just going to call you Gail, though, because I know we talked about this last time. You could just call me Gail. Thank you. <laughs> I'm everybody's grandma now. Yeah, you guys are a big hit, honestly. We came on like probably three weeks ago, and since then you've been on Rachel Ray. You got 100K on TikTok. Like, you know, maybe now we're the got- good luck Chuck. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, we were making a joke earlier, actually, that sometimes we've heard like bad things happen to some of our guests after they've come on. We're like, I oh, hope no. we're not. Bad love charms. Yeah. Everybody seems to either get divorced or, or have a mental breakdown. We, we can't take this anymore. Well, then hopefully my girlfriend will not listen to this because no, that, she would, won't. that would be a shame. No, I'm kidding. I want her to listen. Um, <laughs> but I actually, so I never do this ever, like literally ever, but I want to play a video for you guys from my family Passover Zoom, like when COVID first happened. Oh and you God. remember how chaotic right. those things were. But 
you know, with your guys' dynamic, I was obviously wondering, man, I wonder if I could ever do a podcast with my grandma. And then I went back to this and we recorded it for some reason. I don't know why we recorded our family <laughs> Passover, but this is the best clip that I've ever had in my phone. So I want to play it for you guys. <laughs> Let's hear okay. It. Sounds on. We do it again. I want you to hear about, you know, your new broadcast, your podcasts. What's going on? We're, we're starting to talk about sex now. <laughs> I started talking about and it's Jewish. So Jewish people don't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> so keep in mind that my, like, my eight-year-old cousin was in that Zoom. Keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so, so many follow-up questions, Shawnee. Bring it. <laughs> okay, one... Or this is really actually for you. Jewish people don't have sex. I've never well, not much. I, we I don't would, have premarital sex in the old days. By the so way, your grandma it's a was thing right. That Jewish women are better at sex than most. That's a really? thing. Yeah. I don't know if they're bad. I made it up. No, I kidding. think you just made <laughs> it up. I swear, I, I swear that's that up. a thing. That's a I, thing. It is a thing. Yes. Well, I think that what happens with Jewish men, they eat so much of the meals and they eat latkes and, mm-hmm. soup and pot roast and too full. They, they, they're too full, so they oh. can't do it. Mm-hmm. So right. that's that's why Jewish women are terrific, because they know how to feed their husbands. <laughs> I'm starting to learn you always have to try to have sex before you eat dinner. <laughs> but I think this was a Larry David, uh, something that he like did. On curb one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It might be. But I actually so just piggybacking off that, Gail, I want to start with you. You know, since you kind of started this podcast with Kim, I think it's almost been a year now, right? You guys started in January. Yeah, it'll be in January. Mm-hmm. Oh what are some we of the like most eye-opening things that you've heard, either negative or positive? Because the generational differences really are crazy. No, they are. And what was difficult in the beginning is that I understand now a lot of the terms, the hookup nonsense, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, I oh, still yes. find it. I still find it t- really an awful way to have relationships today. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like going. I, I don't like the dating apps per se. I don't think they're terrific. Um, I sort of can't get myself still into the new generational way of starting a date of go- of meeting each other over a text mm-hmm. and not in person. But you know what? I learned from Kim. There are ways we're progressing and we're much more open about everything, which I think is much better. Um, you know, sex was a taboo in the 50s and 60s, in the early 60s for most mm-hmm. uh, women, especially. And uh, I think for men, too, I think they were very uh, we were all inexperienced. We were feeling our way. We didn't have multiple partners. Um, so it's very it's very different. And I do think it's better today. I don't know if the divorce rate is any uh-huh. different. That's another story. But um, certainly knowing your partner is much more you're much more intimate today than you ever were in the early 50s and 60s. And I, mean, Kim, I want to flip that on you and how, you know, not necessarily difficult, but obviously there was an adjustment period kind of explaining the way things work now. Like, I mean, I can't even have a conversation with my grandma about dating because she doesn't understand any of it. Right. I mean, and that's why we do the podcast. So when people can listen when they're older and understand what their grandparents are doing, um, sorry, what their grandchildren are doing. doing. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) They're really doing nothing. Um, yeah, no, I think that, Honestly, if anything, it was eye opening where I was like, these things that we've created are so silly. Some of them that like when you're re-explaining it and like, okay, ghosting, like you don't respond. Mm. And it's just all these things that we've just put into our lexicon that are just so 
out of like, well, they're out of our comfort zone because first of all, the phones were not part of our life that, that mm-hmm. way where they were telephones, regular telephones where you would talk to somebody, but we would never be looking at our phones on certainly not on a date because we didn't have phones to look at even, even go back. I, I, I would say maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, nobody really sat there at a the dinner table and looked at their phone and mm-hmm. looked at the ball scores and started talking about <laughs> everything else while you were on a date. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I, I you see know, what you're saying though, in, in re-explaining those things, sometimes it gets frustrating. Like you probably yeah. know, and our, your listeners probably know when you're trying to explain something to a parent or a grandparent, like, and they're like, show me how to follow somebody on Instagram. Yeah. And you're like, it's so intuitive. I don't want to explain this, but mm-hmm. I think, um, but to our take away the frustration, even, I think our generation, a lot of people are on Instagram, but mm-hmm. I would say that 70 and 80 year olds don't go on Instagram no. or they sometimes look at their, their, they might have it on their phone and they look to see if their grandchildren or, or children are posting something. It's a great way though, to connect with I guess. your grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you're not with them or right. you're not calling them a lot, but you see they're posting on their story yeah. with their friends. I sort of think that's cute. So I think it's like everyone should want to be on social media, I think. I think it's just can you balance mm-hmm. it and not go into overdrive? Do you want to hear something sickening? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I've, well, I've, I've been, this kind of like falls into this category. So I've been dating my girlfriend for almost two and a half years now. And this last month of October, I had a couple, like I had a wedding. I visited my grandparents in Florida. I was kind of just like away for the month pretty much. And like, I guess I hadn't really hung with my girlfriend on any weekend for that month. So like four of my friends asked if we had broken up because they haven't seen us like posting together. And I was like, no, like we're totally fine. Like it's, it's, it's like such a weird thing. And when you talk about like, you know, maybe having people on Snapchat or following people on Instagram sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, but I'm less likely to reach out to someone because I see what's going on in their life and I feel like I know what's happening. So I don't feel the need to call them and kind of catch up when I know what's going on, which is kind of a bad thing. Yeah, it takes away the actual human connection of like friendship. Yeah. And just, you know, oh, you'll see me on my story. It's like it's not never even the full story anyway, what we're seeing mm-hmm. on Instagram. From that's so funny that people thought that you guys would have broken up because yeah. it's like it's the same thing the other way around. Like when you're dating somebody who's new, let's say, and like, you get so nervous, like, should I post them yet? Is it too (laughs) soon? Like it's bringing it out to the world. And like, I get a lot of anxiety around that sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's like, you can feel the most comfortable and in love in a relationship, but you're like, do I want to share that with everybody? I don't think think it's anybody's business really. But then as you're saying, let's say it's okay. Let's say it's no one's business. Then Johnny's friends are going to be like, so are you not date like so happy or right. you know what i'm saying yeah so, i know it's a dual sword yeah it's crazy really, it's crazy yeah i it think really it's is. too much out there and it's really nobody's information uh you know uh business business uh, who you're dating or what you're dating. I mean, something should be kept private. Uh, but, then, you know, it's- but then even in friendship, two of my friends have been like in an argument for the last two weeks, like two of my really close friends. They're, they're also like best friends. And I called one of them yesterday. I'm not gonna say their names on here, but I called one of them yesterday. I was like, are you still mad at so-and-so? And he goes, no, I posted them on my Instagram last week. Like we're, we're fine. I was like, that, that's what clarifies you guys are fine. Like, yeah, just like a crazy, crazy concept to me. Like I'm kind of an older soul. Like, you know, if, if I, if I could go back to like any decade to like be, Mm -hmm. I'm 25 or the same age Kim. if I could be like 20 to 30 in a certain decade, I probably would have picked the nineties just because I mean, New York in the nineties seemed unbelievable. It was, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. You know, New York wasn't so great um, uh-huh. in in the in those uh, times. You know, you, you lived in New York for how long now? 
51 years. Wow. I, no, no, more. I mean? 50, Six, no, I'm sorry. 58 16. years. I'm not married 60 years. 58 oh, years. Yeah. I came from the suburbs and then we uh-huh. moved to the city. And uh, each each time we had we've had problems. There has never been actually uh, when Bloomberg was mayor. That mm-hmm. was the 90s, I guess, 2000s. That was about the, the highlight of New York. I mean, you've had ups and downs during Lindsay's, you know, during the 60s. When I first got married, you couldn't walk anywhere. There were there were riots in Harlem yeah. that, you know, above a certain street, you, you there were fires. There was uh, looting. The same thing very much mm-hmm. of what we saw last summer and the anger in communities. Uh, so, yes, Things are wonderful in the city. Everything is fun if you're in certain areas. But I think economically, uh, we're in the best of times in New York mm. right now. I mean, everybody's, you know, uh, doing their own thing. And COVID has did, a, did us in mm-hmm. but for a while. But we're going to come back. And it'll be interesting to see. But New York has not been an easy city to live in unless you were very, very comfortable and could afford to do certain things. It was not the greatest city in the world. And that's why so many people went to the suburbs or, mm. or left the state and moved to New Jersey. I mean, it was a very big uh, exodus from the city. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, be, wanting to live in the 90s is not an old soul. We, we were alive in the 90s. No, but I mean, like, be 20 well, to 30 in the 90s. You were baby. Like, right. So, so I would have been born, born in, like you know, I would have been born in, like, the 70s. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, right. yeah that's it's, fair. It's fun. You know, it was all Andy Warhol. It was all kinds of uh, Studio 54. It was that was in the 80s. Yeah. But you know what? There were big culture wars. You yeah. don't forget you had you had wars going on in Vietnam yeah. in the 60s. You, you ended up with an economic uh, downturn in the 80s. The yeah. late 80s was a disaster. I would have loved to be in the 50s, which is why we that's, relate so much. Right. That's when mm-hmm. she was like in her 20s. Mm-hmm. But then as a woman, I always feel like I get it's best now. It. It's, be- like, it's best unless now. you say today as a woman right. is the best time Correct. then everyone's like mm. no you had no right so. well it really is the but best when time you're talking about yeah, no 100 but i guess when i'm talking about cult like movies culture music yeah. like yeah well you art, fantasize um, it was it's, it's, also it's romanticized it's romanticizing yeah. i mean yeah. don't think everybody was rock hudson and doris day no. <laughs> and that's what hollywood meant for you to believe yeah as which did is kind of harmful right so. it was harmful yeah it was harmful and most of their lives were destroyed the the actors themselves because they were living well, i was lies. gonna say also this is such a tangent but like with rock hudson too like he obviously had to hide his sexuality yes. and like yes. there's like oh many of yeah. them Cary so. grant there were a whole group of them i mean people who we were we thought were the sex idols of our time mm-hmm. you know really were had emotional issues to have in their yeah. own personal lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gail, would you, would you be able to kind of do the 20s, 30s dating scene in, in our generation right, right now? Like, I think I could do it at any time because I loved I loved going out and I love partying. No, but um, I mean, like with the way like social media and all that stuff is like, it's I'd have to learn. Yeah, I'd have to learn. I can't do anything now. I couldn't even print out I a ticket what you're saying. <laughs> on a computer. I had to ask Kimberly to do it for me. So no, I, it's not easy for me because but, I wasn't brought up with a computer, really. Yeah, sorry. Also, I shouldn't interrupt you. Everyone on TikTok tells me I interrupt you too much. That's all right. <laughs> Tell them to be quiet. Okay. Usually um, it's the other way around. I feel like the grandparent interrupts the grandkid. All no, yeah. I don't know. It's a bad habit. But what I was going <laughs> to um, say is I feel like it's because it all comes down to personality. Like you have a charming personality, so you could be a good dater at any time. You know I like I mean? dating. Yeah, I like dating. <laughs> I like dating. Since we didn't have sex, I like the dating. Part. Right. And it um, had less um, pressure like undertone of yeah. no, because it's like now if you're like, oh, she dates everyone, it means like she probably yeah. sleeping with everyone. Yeah. And it's like has yeah. an undertone. But that didn't. No. Yeah. No. But, but I would the, like to yeah. try dating now. 
<laughs> but the thing too with us, like, you know, for, for me, I feel like, especially in Kim, you can probably attest to this just like an hour social circle, like everyone knows everything about each other. So it's, you know, your, your friend could go on a date and then, you know, the next day, like five guys hear about it that know that girl. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to take her out. She went out with him. Like, I feel like, you know, that's a crazy way to live. I want to ask you something. This is something that's come up on our podcast. Feel free. Would you go out now? Of course, we know you're dating somebody, but so this is all just a <laughs> okay. conversation. Yes. Would you hypothetical? Would you go out with somebody that your friend it's, uh, had gone out with, but it's six eight months later? Would, is that a taboo for you to ever date somebody that you know one of your friends had gone out with? Um, I mean, I've done it before, so I can't really lie. All right. So no. Uh, well, I mean, so no, no, I, I would go out with the person. Okay, right. good. So, so would I. Kimmy thinks it's awful. Yeah. I mean, well, it depends, you know, what happened between the two of them. Um, but if there was an amicable breakup. I think it- if you went on a few dates, it's fine. But I think if where we argue is like when I'm like, it was their boy, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Dating your friend's ex is effed up. <laughs> right. I don't know if you curse on that. I don't, I don't. Oh, I you don't can curse as much as you that. want. I don't think it's so <laughs> terrible. I mean, they're finished. And if he's a nice guy, why is he going to sit by himself in his room for the next 20 years? No, but why does he have to date your best friend? There, you know how many people there are on this planet? Yeah, but somehow you, those are not in your circle. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you have a little circle of life. I like Remember really the don't. Circle of life in the animal kingdom, no, this is your circle. King. But that's a good point, too, though, because everyone always says, like, there's so many people in New York City. It's so hard, to, but it's so it's so hard to find somebody. I was like, well, mm-hmm. you're just going to the same places. Your chances are going to be slim if you, like, spread right. yourself out. Like, yeah, I also think it's the like dynamic of thinking there's there's so many people that it's overwhelming that you yeah. feel like it's like untouched. It's like not as easy. I have found when I live in Palm Beach with my grandma, when it's such a smaller community, it's easier to date because like, you know, your options mm-hmm. versus here, there's more options. It's just like overwhelming. And you end up not finding anybody yeah. because you don't know where to go. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. I actually have never really been on a date, honestly. So I'm probably the worst person for dating advice. I started dating my <laughs> girlfriend when I was in college. So I never really did the the dating scene, which has been great for, for my, my wallet. But uh Right. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Yeah, that's so funny that you say that because I feel like my um best guy friend, he always says, he's like, Why am I gonna pay for dinner with someone that I might never ever see again? Like it's yeah. just dinner and dinner and dinner and or drinks, 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 and it's like on somebody that you don't even know whether you're going to hit it off or not. It's like yeah. not worth it. But um, no, it's honestly such a, I was in a serious relationship until a year, two years ago, mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I was single for the first time during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little different, but it's, you don't understand like dating culture in 20, it, like in modern times until you have been on these dating apps. Yeah. I think it's like such a game changer for pop like our society right. that mm-hmm. it, well, it's my because you also me. dated a college you know somebody right. you had met at college so right. that's a whole different yeah. story that's mm-hmm. a you know when you go out in the real world you're you're stuck with uh, with dating apps unless you have a big circle of friends and then when you, you don't up. meet someone on a dating app you're mm-hmm. like you glorify the situation which is also kind of a negative thing yeah. because it's like they could suck but i feel like you're like we met in life in real mm-hmm. life I would just love to be like a single attractive girl for like a month in New York City and see how many free dinners and drinks I can get off of it. (laughs) 
pretty nice. Got to, oh, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just being honest here. You know, sometimes that could be a little cheap. <laughs> right, right. That's fair. But, um, but I do want to go back to your guys' show a little bit. I feel like we haven't really talked about the show much. Um, we've had a lot of crossovers with guests, which has been really cool to see. I've listened to like almost all of your episodes, like I told you guys in the past. But, um, you know, not to be so basic, but who have been some of your favorites and some surprising people that, you know, you maybe wouldn't have thought you'd get along with so well, but you did. Hmm. Do you want to go first? No, you do it. Okay. I have a few. <laughs> it's so hard for me to choose. I loved having Jill Cargman on. Mm-hmm. She was odd mom out on Bravo and just like such a funny um, New York City icon. Um, and she writes her own material. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it makes her a really creative yeah. genius. I liked having on Ben Higgins, who was The Bachelor. Was I feel like favorite. he was your favorite. He yeah. was my favorite. Um, just because I think he surprised you because he's a bachelor and then you were like, he's a wonderful person. He's mm-hmm. wonderful. And he showed his sensitive side mm-hmm. that he was really very unhappy after, yeah. you know, he left the show and, and his problems that he's had. And I, you saw another another dimension of what these famous people mm-hmm. in reality uh, shows really go through. And a lot of it is nonsense. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. they really suffer terribly uh, emotionally after the shows are either over or they get eliminated. Yeah. So that was sad, actually. It was nice, but it was sad. Yeah. And I also liked having on Austin Kevich, who was the creator mm-hmm. of Locks mm-hmm. Club, the dating yep. app. Um he was funny and creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so a lot of people. wonderful ones. We, I we like both... Bo Diddle. Yeah. <laughs> he had... told you to have a prenup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he told oh. you to he used to be, he'd follow your dating. Yeah. He was. So he's a private investigator. Uh-huh. For New those York, who don't know yeah. who's like, you know, worked for Jordan Belfort. Oh, and, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So he's pretty iconic as well. And he, he was a policeman. On... He was a detective of the New York uh, Police Department. Yeah. And so he um, basically was like, telling us how you can stalk no not even stalking he was saying that with the with the appearance of apps you have to be very careful yeah it's not it's not stalking it's that you have to investigate somebody because you don't know where the hell they're from and uh so he was he gave you another point of view Mm -hmm. yeah so let, let me rewind a little bit to the start kim were you always comfortable talking about sex and dating with gail or is that something that kind of formed later on Um, I was always definitely comfortable. I feel like we've been close since I was born. So Mm -hmm. for me, um, we're very, very different. So I think when I want perspective on things, I come to her because it's always different from what I think. And it's always brutally honest, even though Mm -hmm. I don't really want it a lot of the time. Um, So yeah, it's really easy for us just because we've always had that relationship. Right. That's Mm -hmm. true. You're my oldest grandchild and my, and and the best. (laughs) And then Gail, back to you like back to your perspective though. That is pretty funny that you just said that. Um, but from your perspective, like how awesome was it for you when Kim, like I I guess for lack of a better term, became like a real person and you could actually have those like in-depth conversations? Well, she was always my a real person to me, but what really <laughs> put it into into context was living with her mm-hmm. intimately for seven months because we really you know, we, we would see each other because we live near each other in New York and, and uh, we've always made an effort to keep in touch. But living in the same apartment, in a small Which, apartment by the way, together. I'm moving back in. Are you? <laughs> for, for a little bit. Yeah, for a for little a few bit. Months, so for a we little will bit. see how that goes. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Uh, I'm not, 
So uh, the first time around was easy. I'm not so sure the second time <laughs> is going to be as easy. Um, but, uh, you know, it was it was very interesting because I had to live listening to the dating information that I never really got involved with before. And mm. also a way of life that really when you see it 24 seven is very different from what I what I would have done. At mm-hmm. 25 years old, I already had a child and was living with my husband and we were very, very happy. Um, yeah, so it's scary. very different. No, well, that I think was, part of it is generational, but that's part correct. of it, it really does come down to our personalities, mm-hmm. like of like you're, you thought I made decisions that you just wouldn't make. Right. And I feel like that's hard, but for me- It worked um, for you. Well, it didn't work for me So well, you tried it. Well, but, you but, tried it but the first time- I tried things. I wanted to come for me, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Are you guys excited to live together again? I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. Yeah. I like it. I like the company uh-huh. besides I don't have to listen to my husband's sport games on the television <laughs> all the time. I can have a conversation with a, with a real person <laughs> sitting next to me. So what does he think um, of the podcast? Really he loves it. He uh-huh. loves it. He's very supportive. He loves it. He can't get over it. He's it's, probably learning a lot too. I, I think he is. I think mm-hmm. he is. I think he's listening more. Uh, not approving necessarily, but I think he's listening. Yeah, I do want to. I've never actually asked really his opinions on things. I feel like he does. He definitely he doesn't, doesn't want to be like involved. No, he doesn't want to be on. You've asked him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love but, to hear that. And he's very yeah. smart. So I would, love to, I would love to hear the male perspective on this. But he's not he's not going to do it because mm-hmm. he doesn't like anybody to know. His, he doesn't <laughs> like his identity right. yeah. revealed, which mm-hmm. which is I don't you no think one cares. he was in the secret. <laughs> Uh, we'll go after him, <laughs> but, uh, I want to hear, I love like kind of stirring the pot a little bit. So maybe like the funniest argument you guys have gotten. And since you started the podcast or like the most ridiculous, Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think we've ever had an argument. There's gotta be something. An, well, I think what annoys me is Kimmy will say, come <laughs> let's work. Oh. Now that she'll say, come, to, well, we have to get the things together. We have to do a podcast. We have to do all these things, TikToks. And then I sit around waiting for her to make up her mind what I'm doing. Yeah. So this since- morning she was walking around screaming, you're so indecisive. No, what were you saying? Yeah, you just can't, you know, you just figure out the questions. I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, uh, our work um, timing is different. I'm an early riser. Kimmy is sort of a little later riser. So our schedules are always- Well, your window is literally like- <laughs> 9 a.m. to like 3 p.m. And yeah, then you're like, you're, and you're overlapping your window because I'd like to play canaster at one o'clock. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going uh, over, you're going over your time. Yeah, frame. you're right. I guess a lot of it is scheduling because I'll be like, we have this guest coming on. Like, mm-hmm. this is the only time they can do. It's a pretty big gat. And she'll be like, can't move my hair appointment. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. unfortunately, I mean, we can't do the interview. everybody's got a priority. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got to apologize to you guys. I had to change it like three times when you initially. Oh my God, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I, my I hair doesn't that. look so good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate doing that. And it is honestly, I'll defend Kim here. It is really hard to just like lock in times with people and a lot of people forget and things come up. It's just right. it's so it's so it's a hard, lot of so. moving around schedules yeah. in this it, kind of industry. Yeah. It really, it and really I think is. besides like with work, with like relationships and things like that, a lot of the time you'll be like, have you thought about maybe this? Like, let's say it's like um that, that uh I, I can't even think a red of flag. Like a this, red flag. this red flag about someone, and I'll mm. be like Yes, I've thought about it. And she's like, just so you know, like planting little <laughs> seeds. Well, uh-huh. you have to be aware of it because sometimes it's I like, think you're in a if, fog. Well, exactly. The assumption that I'm in a fog, it's like, mm, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm I'm aware of it. Or like, I either don't care or I've decided that, you know, it doesn't or, matter. Or I do care yeah. and I'm working on it, whatever. 
Yeah. And you're always like, there's no working on it. There is no work. <laughs> Nobody should work on it. There's a red flag and it's always there. That flag is always, it's going to get worse, actually. Yeah. Never no. gets better. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, he doesn't have to agree with you. He has no, to I do. Me. I do, he's though. I do. He's got do. a girlfriend for three years. He knows more than three years. He's so I mean, it once whatever bothered him three years ago is still bothering him. Believe I mean, me. I, I have tons of red flags about myself right. like that. Right. I don't know. And she know. probably has red flags about you, too. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, she, I, <laughs> I give her so much credit. She started dating me when I had no front teeth. I was like, how the hell did you like present me to nice. your people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll text her randomly. I'm like, I can't believe I looked like this. And you like. You know, you posted a picture of me to the public. Like, that's crazy. All right. She loved but, uh, it. Yeah, no, she did. She definitely did. And I want to go into a segment we do on here called the Motsball Minute. Just like quick hitter questions. So, um, but they never are quick hitter. You can take as much time as you want. We just kind of implied that. I'm going to start with a tough one, honestly, though. And Kim, I guess we'll start with you. Who's your hero? Ooh, Grandma Gail. Oh, now that's buttering me up. That's okay, what's the, what's the non-kiss ass answer? <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, I should really like have somebody off. I, your I, father? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough question. Uh, okay. Who's yours? Uh, my hero was my brother and my father. I would honestly say my father first, my brother second. And I must say in my generation, whatever your father said was always taken. That it's was so the funny. In the my land. generation, whatever your father says, you do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we true. didn't do that. <laughs> we didn't. That's a, that's a that's a very big generational difference. Mm -hmm. uh, if your father sat down at the table and said something, that was it. It was there was no conversation. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever said shut up to my parents. I never thought I'd see the next day. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we never would say that out with soap. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. You said my mouth washed out with soap all the time. And I actually used to like oh. I kind of used to troll my parents. I'd be like, I like it. I like the taste. <laughs> I love it. That's a good answer. Yeah, that my really dad got actually, on that got mad. That got him mad. My dad knew I was afraid of the dark and he I didn't have the, the light to my bedroom was outside my bedroom. So he would turn the light off and then <laughs> sit against the door so I couldn't get out. I try to barge the door down. The punishments have definitely changed. Like, yes, I mean, yes. I'm not a parent by any means, but you know, I, now it's like I, no iPad for the night. Yeah, it's crazy. So well, that's crazy. a terrible. What about the phone? That could be a Greek tragedy yeah. if you took a phone away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go into a lighter one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I guess we'll start with you this time, Gail. And okay, so this might be tough, but I guess if you could have like a Freaky Friday day, you know, where you switch bodies and you could be Kim for a day and Kim would be you for a day, what would you do as Kim? And then Kim, what would you do as Gail? What I do is Kim. I think I would go out with her boyfriend <laughs> and have a conversation. That's, that would be a red flag. <laughs> I think that I, that's what I think I'll do. I like where he goes for dinner. I think I want to switch places with her. Oh my god! See? And that's so weird. That's so weird. I'm switching with you. What are you gonna, like just to see if how wanna, he acts? Or no, like, I, I want to get go a good meal. Places, I, exactly. I want to know the places he goes. He's going going to much better places than where I'm going. Mine is the same terribly boring. <laughs> so places. funny. You can come out with us if you want. You I'm, not doing, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to think about it. All right, Kim, what would you do? Well, I would definitely. Oh, there's so many things. I feel okay. I feel like just a day in the life would be very interesting. Like, okay, we go and we have like ladies who lunch moment, mm -hmm. like talk with all the yentas about what's up, which I kind of like. I you like do, to do. I love you to do, do that. Too. Yeah, I, I could. I could sense that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, go shopping in the places she likes to shop. Do kind of like just a. I have a good life. Spot. 
day. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty good. Um, I don't think anything like out of the ordinary, literally just like day yeah. in the life. Well, I have to tell you, my husband gave me a very good life. That's nice. So that's a good thing. I was going to say, you want to go on a date with your grandpa? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, nobody wants to go on a date with him. I don't even want to go on a date with him anymore. Oh, uh, that's too good. Well, I can tell you because the other night we had dinner and grandma told me to write this in my phone because someone told us about a Jewish athlete and that she was like, you have to tell Johnny, write it down in your phone. Okay. I'm getting it. Yeah. Who is it? Atlanta Braves. Someone Max Reed? Jack Peterson. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, these people. They're like yeah. these Jewish people on the Atlanta Braves. And we're like, we have we to got, call John. We, we, yeah, we, we found got. some athletes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was actually a crazy sequence, I guess, for like the first time in baseball history where there was a Jewish batter, a Jewish pitcher, and a Jewish outfielder. I, I think and that's he what it was. Yeah. Flew out. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty cool. I don't really follow baseball that much, but um oh. definitely definitely a cool. Her father and, and her grandfather love it. So oh, they really? were they were discussing it. What team? Well, they were talking about the Atlanta Braves, mm. but they like they everything. Like they like the Yankees. The they Yankees like the Mets, the, just like the New York teams. No, mm-hmm. I don't think. No, Poppy likes it with the Patriots, and he likes the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, but he likes Boston teams because he originally came from Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Red Sox, Boston, are Red Sox, are baseball. <laughs> the Patriots. Aren't. That's football, but they're talking about. <laughs> I almost sports. was like, I'm like, no. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, so I know we've talked about dream guests somewhat on your show. I know, Gail, yours was Oprah, right? Right. Kim, I don't it's know. Getting if we touched, less and less. <laughs> why? I don't know if we touched on yours, Kim, but like, I guess for you guys, like, who's that dream person you want to talk to? I guess this could be similar to a hero, but for the podcast purpose. Ooh, okay. So I would love to have Alexandra Cooper from mm. Call Her Daddy. Just because I would love to hear that interaction. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly why I yeah. think it would be gold to have her with like a grandmother, like that interaction. She's a mm-hmm. she's the one who sold her podcast for sixty million to Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Um, we and can all use her advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she's sure. the OG. Like had mm-hmm. the best. Like, um, I think Call Her Daddy was brilliant in the beginning mm-hmm. and and now too. So that would be fun for us. I think. Okay. And who do I you- have nobody. I told him Oprah. Oprah yeah, yeah. last time. Well, do you have a one other out. maybe? I don't. What do you? Do you have another one? Do I have another one? I, you know what? I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, I. I really. I really don't. I love Nikki Haley, but she doesn't. This would not be a relationship thing. So mm. that's more political. I'm a political science major, so I love oh, wow. that, and I love mm. history. So I'm more into that kind of field. But uh, yeah. so I think Oprah's my my best bet for a podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one isn't really a part of the Moswell Minute. Uh, that's that's over. But I don't know why this just came to me. But I thought it'd be like a funny thing to ask you. I guess, uh, Gail, back in your day, what would be like your version of a thirst trap? <laughs> Remember what that is? Yeah. A thirst trap is like when you post a picture um, on Instagram where you look really good in it, hoping that people will comment and be like, "You look hot." Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Well, I have to honestly say, I always looked hot. <laughs> so I never thought about it. I, had I wore fabulous clothes uh-huh. and I never had a problem. So, so like, what picture would you take like a certain pose in a certain place? Well, we didn't do that. Okay, but if I had to do yeah. it now, oh, but <laughs> like as a young person, yeah, as a young person, I think I would have put on a bikini. I had a yellow polka dot bikini uh-huh. and I would pose around the pool at the Eden Rock of the Fontainebleau in Miami. <laughs> oh, wow. And I did. And I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good backdrop. <laughs> Awesome. And I did. Uh, so just to wrap it up, um, one final question, kind of like a deep, uh, deep hitter one. Um, whoever wants to answer first, by all means, you guys can decide. But if you can go back and give your 15 year old self some advice, what would you tell them? Be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
do follow follow a path that you see and then learn at each step if that path is going in the right direction. If you see the path is diverting to something that is not good or not productive, go off it and switch directions. You're young, you have a whole big future in front of you and mm-hmm. do what really makes you happy. Uh, you know, within within reason. I mean, you're yeah. not going to take off and go on a yacht and go to Hawaii for the rest of your life. <laughs> but do th- do something that makes you makes you comfortable and makes you feel important. Yeah. I was so boy obsessed. I don't know why I'm saying was, <laughs> but because that I think that is a big part of my personality, but not having it like define me of like, does this boy like me or not? And yeah. making more like, this is my story. I want to be with someone who likes me. And then I can make those decisions around that. And I think people are still kind of like trying to navigate that in life of like putting themselves um, first and their mental health and their well-being and their happiness first and not um, letting it lie on like whether a guy likes you or not. So I think yeah. just, you know, that that's what I would say. And I think it's also applies to men. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the same lesson. I mean, you know, you have to feel good within yourself mm-hmm. before you can feel good for somebody else. And that's very important. And it's very hard to learn. And you can't follow necessarily the paths your parents did. It might yeah. be a completely different path. And that's fine. That's that's all good. It's honestly such an interesting point to like bring up. I mean, my dad kind of brought me up where he he always told me like never have a girlfriend. Like always like focus on yourself. Like a girl will come later, and that's you know that you you got to focus on yourself right now. Like you know I've seen so many players. I mean, I was a hockey player. I've seen so many kids get a girlfriend, and that kind of like ruins their focus on hockey. And you know I'm not saying that was the best way to grow up, but um, you know I think it's such an important thing. And I see so much now of people like searching for a significant other and like like out there actively looking. I'm like you can't just like look for it and not sound cheesy, but it kind of just like comes to you in a sense, right? Like I met my girlfriend. I had the last thing I wanted in the world was a girlfriend, but like, you know, we just kept hanging out and then eventually I didn't want to be with anyone else. And that's kind of like how it happens. I, I actually like, kind of disagree. I think really? that if you want something, you have to make Manifest. somewhat of an effort to get it. Uh-huh. I don't think you have to make it like your sole focus to like go on a billion dates and like just to find someone, even if you don't like them or something. Mm -hmm. But I think like you can't expect things to fall on your lap. If you want them, you have to be open one and like make some sort of step toward getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that comes with, with maturity. Yeah. The person you meet at 18, if you continue a relationship Mm -hmm. is one thing, but when you're going out at 25, 26, 27, 28, whatever it is, you have to make it happen a little bit because it's Mm -hmm. not, you're no longer in 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 an atmosphere that's enclosed or at a a university or at high school or wherever that is, those days are over. So you have to really step up to the plate taking a sports metaphor no, yeah, and, yeah. and, no, to, not, and, and not to the plate. Oh yes. To the plate. She was saying sports in general, crazy. not hockey, not hockey, not hockey. Just not hockey. I don't know anything about hockey. <laughs> I'm back on baseball, uh-huh. but I think you have to make that effort uh, yeah. to put yourself out there and, and really be a little more receptive to other people and, uh, you know, try to try to look for somebody that would make you feel good and you make them feel good. It's, yeah. it's important I, to have relationships. I more so just meant like the pressure of finding somebody, like putting that pressure on yourself, you know? Well, that's yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Is life without pressure? No matter what you do, it's not. Definitely it's certainly not. got pressure when you're playing ball or when you're playing. <laughs> there's pressure. I mean, life is life is not a ball is not really free of pressure. 
No. I mean, people who think Life it is uh, like a box of chocolate. <laughs> only if you're Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, life is made up of different challenges. And yeah. for you to be a happy person, you have to meet each challenge to the best of your ability. And that's all. And yeah. that's all anybody can ask. I see what you're saying, though. Like you want to make sure that like you're happy at the end of the day. If it's making you upset or stressed or nervous to put this on pressure on it. yourself, then like don't put the pressure. Exactly. On yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it gets tough. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I feel like today we put such an emphasis, an emphasis on like, it's it's a bad thing to like be alone. You know, like, mm. it, it, I think I think there, there's definitely people that can be more than happy like by themselves and kind of figure it out later. Well, I think I they know. can. I think they can be by themselves and if they have friendships, yeah, and have some interests and hobbies. I don't think you can really. No one's really truly happy being by themselves forever. Yeah. So I think that that goes in stages. Everybody needs a little space, mm -hmm. uh, but being alone is a is a very um, it's a very lonely thing, and I don't yeah. think makes somebody really happy in the long run. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I just think of like you know the people who say like I need time to focus on myself and all that stuff, but I think that kind of didn't necessarily exist maybe in the generation before us where people kind of grew together. I feel like now in a sense, everyone wants to like fade off of that and, and figure things out on their own, which could be good and bad. You know, I think you can figure things out in a relationship unless the things you are figuring out are whether you want to be in the relationship. Yeah, right. So like I've used that excuse when it's like, I want to date other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I want, I need to be on my own to figure things out. It means like to figure out, like if I can find someone who I yeah. love more or better that than makes you. me happier, <laughs> better yeah. than you. It's, yeah. it's not like I need to figure out if I want to be an actor or a doctor. You could do mm -hmm. that while you're dating someone. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, Fair enough. But I want to thank you guys so much. Is there anything you guys want to plug before I let you go? Um, no, I mean, you can follow us on Instagram or TikTok at excuse my grandma or my personals at Kim Merstein. Um, grandma doesn't have a personal. It's all on excuse my grandma. So we would love to, mm -hmm. um, have you guys watch our videos and listen to our podcast. Yeah. And they're great. Definitely go to the TikTok too. I'm a big fan of the TikTok stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Thanks, um, Johnny. Oh yeah. I, you guys are the best. I, I love you guys. Seriously. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank this you. is so fun. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We hope you guys love that interview with Kim and Gail of the Excuse My Grandma podcast. We love them so much. We're so thankful they came on. Honestly, um, some of the shit you guys talked about with them, like, you know, there's no chance I'm ever talking about that with my grandma. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, it's just really cool to, uh, I guess, to have a grandma like that where you can talk and just like basically be open and, and talk about basically anything with. It's really cool. Yeah, no, they're, they're a lot of fun. And uh, like I've said a bunch of times, I don't know if I said it um, in the interview to them, but I've really enjoyed listening to their podcast. Kim reached out to us after we were on We Met at Acme and I like, you know, said we go on her show and I listened to her show and genuinely just really enjoyed it. So for anyone who, you know, is looking for, you know, fun, cool, different dating kind of podcast, definitely give them a listen. Excuse my grandma on Spotify, Apple or wherever you find a podcast. They really do have a great dynamic and they get a lot of cool guests. A lot of their guests have actually been on our show too, which is a nice like little crossover. Um, but yeah, super fun that we got them. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have them on again. Maybe we can even do it in person because I know they're both in New York City. They're actually heading down to you, Kat. They're heading to Florida, I think, for the winter. So um, it'd be fun to, like, meet them in person and, uh, you know, see what we can do. I'm not surprised. The snowbirds. 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get down to Florida too, dude. I I hate the winter so much. Oh, of course. I mean, it everybody. Sucks. That's the goal. That's the goal. You got to get a place in New York for those summers. You got to get a place in Florida for the winters. Yeah. No, I really need one. I I dude, it just I, like, seasonal depression is a real thing. Like it, it hits me hard when it's dark out at 4:45 and it's freezing. It's just just the worst vibes. Yeah, you need some calm gummies. You're fine. Exactly. If you want to get your vibes up during this winter, you know where to go. Mindset Wellness CBD. You can check them out on Instagram at Mindset Wellness or go to their website, MindsetWellness.com. Use our code LOCKA10 for 10% off plus free shipping. You can get happy gummies, calm gummies, health gummies, rest gummies, all the above. Um, They let you customize your own mindset. So go check them out. I literally need one right now. I need a rest gummy. I'm so tired. I cannot wait to go to sleep tonight. But yeah, use our code LOCKA10, 10% off and free shipping. But I think that wraps up this episode. Cap, you any final thoughts? No final thoughts. Keep listening. We love you guys and look forward to the next interview. Yeah, we'll have an episode for you on Thanksgiving Eve next Wednesday. We love you guys. Enjoy the weekend.